48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The headlines. The health secretary says the government had anti-COVID laws over vaccine exemptions changed in order to protect public health. The housing secretary says she believes the introduction of the light public housing scheme could sound the death knell for subdivided flats. And the secretary for home and youth affairs says the government will speed up the process of providing homes for young people by subsidising NGOs to turn hotels into youth hostels. Health Secretary Lo Chung Mao says the government has changed anti-COVID laws over vaccine exemptions to empower it to protect public health. Days after the High Court ruled he doesn't have the power to invalidate exemption certificates that were allegedly improperly issued, the authorities made changes to the law to give the minister such powers. Mr Lo says the case shows the government attaches great importance to public health. The Secretary was asked whether or not this was a heads-I-win-tails-you-lose situation, as argued by the resident who filed the legal challenge. It's not whether the government win or someone else win. We have to make sure that uh, it's all the citizens of Hong Kong win in this battle against COVID. A high school principal says students and parents largely welcome the government's delay in imposing stricter jab requirements for full-day on-campus lessons. The three-jab requirement for secondary schools has been delayed until February, and most primary schools should be able to resume full-day classes from December, with 70% of students double-jabbed. Dion Chen is the chair of the Direct Subsidy Scheme Schools Council and the principal of Yinghua College, where he says about 96% of students have had three COVID shots. He said online discussions showed some primary parents had gotten used to their children attending half-day lessons from home, but teaching staff felt full-day on-campus lessons were crucial to children's education and development. After the announcement made by the government yesterday or last night, quite a lot of parents, they have discussion, you know, online or in person talking about this full-day arrangement for primary school students. The main concern is that actually it seems that the parents and students get used to for the half-day school rather than the full-day school operation. So they prefer the students to stay at home in the afternoon. However, from the education and co-workers' point of view, we believe that full-day school can really benefit the students' learning and also their personal growth. Housing Secretary Winnie Ho says she believes the introduction of the light public housing scheme will help phase out subdivided flats. Ms Ho made the comment in an exclusive interview with RTHK a week after Chief Executive John Lee pledged to build 30,000 light public rental flats in the coming five years, with the first batch of 1,000 homes ready for tenants to move into in 2024. Ms Ho said a light rental unit in an urban area will be about five times cheaper to rent than a subdivided flat and will come with much better living conditions. The environment will be more spacious. They will have their own windows, their own bathroom. Each family will have a home of their own. It will be safe and there's also the cheaper rent. I really believe there's no reason for subdivided flats to continue to survive. The Secretary for Home and Youth Affairs, Alice Mack, says the government will speed up the process of providing homes for young people by subsidising NGOs to turn hotels into youth hostels. The minister says the previous scheme was to subsidise NGOs to build youth hostels themselves, but a different approach has to be used to speed things up. She told an RTHK programme their target is to provide about 3,000 youth hostel spaces within five years, where tenants will pay about 60% of market rent. Ms Mack says authorities have received positive feedback from the hotel industry, but the details need to be ironed out. 
我哋就同一啲業界或者一啲非政府組織去傾咧。People from the hotel industry and the NGOs say it's better to have youth hostels at different spots in urban areas, as it's more convenient for young people to commute. But there may be some operational problems we have to discuss further with the industry. CLP Power's managing director Chang Tung Kern has said electricity charge increases are unavoidable next year amid surging fuel prices. He said the global fuel market is volatile and the energy crisis is worsening because of the war in Ukraine. He noted Hong Kong is also affected as the power firm's cost to generate electricity is rising rapidly. He said the company is in talks with the government about the new tariff levels and an announcement will be made later. With such great cost pressure, we expect it's unavoidable that electricity prices will rise next year. However, CLP Power will continue to help our customers to reduce their carbon emissions and lower their expenditure on electricity. Legislator Priscilla Leung says there should be an independent investigation into the controversy over the Chinese university's emblem. It unveiled a new design last week to mark its 60th anniversary, much to the surprise of some alumni, including Ms Leung, who said she only found out from media reports, despite the school saying it had consulted thousands of stakeholders. The emblem was changed back after an outcry over the consultation process. Ms Leung told RTHK the university had ignored proper procedure. They should have consulted the stakeholders with due process. Nothing they can do that within few people have they so-called been consulted. They can change the model like that. Mm. And they deserve such an investigation because it is to avoid further procedural flaws. The government says 15 Lunar New Year fairs will be held across Hong Kong for a week from January the 16th to the 22nd. It said the fairs will provide only wet goods stalls for flower growers and there will be no dry goods stalls. Fast food stalls are also banned to avoid the risk of virus transmission. More than 900 stalls will be put up for auction in batches starting on November the 9th. The minimum prices of the stalls are frozen at last year's level and range from around $300 to $5,000. In other news, a new report on climate change says it's to blame for increasingly severe effects on health around the world. The annual review published in The Lancet magazine draws together research from dozens of global institutions. The BBC's Justin Rowlatt has more. The report makes for sobering reading. It finds heat-related deaths globally have increased by two-thirds over the last two decades. At the same time, infectious diseases are spreading. The report is effectively a call to arms, ahead of the latest UN conference on climate change in Egypt in November. Accelerated climate action would deliver cascading benefits, the researchers conclude. And, despite the challenges, they say immediate action could save millions of lives. The former Prime Minister of Pakistan, Imran Khan, has announced he'll lead a march of supporters on Friday to try to get the government to hold early elections. These people should conduct fair and transparent elections in the country. They should let the people decide. There's no other way out. I've instructed my people to remain peaceful, and we will remain peaceful, God willing. But we will show on which side the whole nation is standing. Mr Khan said the protest would start in the eastern city of Lahore and head north to the capital Islamabad, a distance of 370 kilometres. The government says elections will be held in October or November of next year as scheduled. 
Russian attacks on Ukraine's energy network have prompted the government in Kyiv to urge citizens who fled abroad not to return until the coming winter has passed. The reintegration minister, Irina Vereschuk, said those who'd hoped to arrive in home in the next few months would be exposing themselves to danger. The United Nations Secretary-General spokesman, Stefan Dujaric, said urgent help was needed for those made homeless who've stayed in Ukraine. There are now one million people are seeking temporary shelter and support who need help as winter approaches. That's according uh, to the national authorities. The most urgent needs are winter clothes, blankets, portable stoves and solid fuel. We, along with our humanitarian partners, are focusing on distributing essential items as well as repairing and rehabilitating sites, hosting displaced people ahead of the winter. Britain's new Prime Minister has already run into controversy with one of his key appointments to Cabinet. Suella Bravman resigned as Home Secretary last week after admitting she broke ministerial rules on security. However, Rishi Sunak has now given the job back to her, prompting the Labour opposition to say he'd put his party before the country. But former Cabinet Minister Damien Green said he believes the new line-up points to Mr Sunak uniting the Conservative Party. There are figures in this administration on the right of the party like Suella. There are others like Gillian Keegan, the new education secretary, uh, whose appointment I hugely welcome. She'll do that very well. And also there are figures who were very close to Liz Truss, like Therese Coffey. So I think all parts of the party will feel satisfied that their voices are represented in the new cabinet. Shares in one of the biggest U.S. tech firms, Alphabet, have fallen after its quarterly figures disappointed Wall Street. Overall, the company, which owns Google and YouTube, earned 69 billion U.S. dollars, but YouTube's advertising income fell, as James, the BBC's James Clayton reports. YouTube has for years seen ever-increasing profits for Google. It's a bit of a cash cow. But last quarter, revenue declined for the first time since the firm started to report them publicly. Advertisers are increasingly nervous about the economy. But YouTube has another problem too, TikTok. The company has already begun to introduce short onto its platform in an attempt to try to compete with the ever-expanding Chinese-owned firm. Google's results mirror other big tech earnings like Microsoft, which also reported a slowdown in growth. The head of the World Bank has warned that it could take decades to pay off the huge debts built up by governments during the COVID pandemic. David Malpass said the after-effects of the untargeted spending were now being felt worldwide, with higher inflation and interest rates. He also said a large number of poorer countries were facing debt distress or an unsustainable debt burden. Mr Malpass said a new system was needed to reduce or write off debts, including those owed to China. The World Bank boss said any future support packages must be focused on those most in need. Unfortunately, in this crisis, many of the subsidies were not targeted. They went to everyone. And that's even happening now with the energy crisis. Governments are saying we'll take care of everyone, which is just too expensive. To sports and football, where Chelsea have made it into the last 16 of the Champions League. The Blues maintained their unbeaten start under manager Graham Potter with a 2-1 win at RB Salzburg. That result, combined with AC Milan's 4-0 win over Dinamo Zagreb, means Chelsea have qualified for the knockout stages as group winners, with a game to spare. Potter says it's another step in the right direction. I thought we had some good chances, some good play. You know, we've had a lot of games and uh, a little bit of disruption in terms of some really key players missing. But uh, credit to the boys, they've they've responded really well. Picked up points in the Premier League and obviously to, to go through like we have in the Champions League is it's a fantastic effort from everybody. So we'll take steps. It's not going to be a straight road, unfortunately, but we'll take steps.
tonight was one, I think. Manchester City were held to a goalless draw by Borussia Dortmund in Germany. The BBC's Ian Dennis was watching. A draw that suited both teams, but both will rue missed opportunities. Mares had a penalty saved by Corbell in the 58th minute after Dortmund had squandered a number of chances in the first half. Adeyemi and Mukuku, and Adeyemi again early in the second period. In the atmospheric Vestvalenstadion, City, whose first shot on target was the missed penalty, started to create openings as they took control. Already through, the draw confirms City as group winners, and the point means Dortmund have now qualified too for the knockout stages. In the same group, Sevilla beat FC Copenhagen 3-0. But Juventus have failed to advance from the Champions League group stage for the first time since 2014. They were beaten 4-3 by Benfica. Paris Saint-Germain thrashed Maccabi Haifa 7-2. PSG topped the group ahead of Benfica on goal difference. In another shot, the holders Real Madrid lost 3-2 away to RB Leipzig. Celtic drew one all with Shakhtar Donetsk. Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp says his team must work harder to achieve better results. The Reds head to Amsterdam to face Ajax in the Champions League tonight. Liverpool are looking to move on from Saturday's Premier League defeat to Nottingham Forest. Do I expect us to play better consistently? Yes. Am I ready to make the necessary steps to get there? Yes. So it's not very good performances on a consistent level don't fall off the trees. You have to work for it and you have to, 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 to go for it in the long term. And that's what we are doing. We are working on and trying to turn each screw and we'll do that without being nervous or thinking uh, something is going against us. We know it's a difficult situation. It will be difficult tom- sorry, tomorrow um, here away against Ajax. But I think it makes sense anyway to be optimistic and um, that's what I am. And Cristiano Ronaldo has returned to train with Manchester United for the first time since his refusal to come on as a substitute during a game in the Premier League last week. The BBC's Paul Serres reports. The Manchester United forward Cristiano Ronaldo has returned to group training after being ordered to train alone last week by manager Eric Ten Hag. Ronaldo refused to come on as a substitute against Tottenham last Wednesday and was subsequently dropped for Saturday's 1-1 draw at Chelsea. 37-year-old Ronaldo blamed the heat of the moment after he left Old Trafford before the end of United's 2-0 win over Spurs, having left the bench and walked down the tunnel in the 89th minute. Ten Hag later said there had to be consequences for his actions. To the weather forecast, fine and dry with moderate to fresh easterly winds occasionally strong offshore at first. The outlook consistently fine and dry for the rest of the week. Currently the observed tree 26 degrees Celsius, humidity 52% and please be advised the red fire danger warning is still in force. To end the news, the top story again. The Health Secretary says the government had anti-Covid laws over vaccine exemptions changed in order to protect public health. And that's the news from RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3. Who's gonna stop you now? Oh, 
reemerge from the side like a god. I'm talking real guap. 23, 45 with the rock. I'm a lot. I am not what they think. I like it dirty. I'll be 50 with the ricochet. Cheat the way me. I hit it right down the right away. Feel like somebody put a blue pill in my lemonade. I think that's how I ended up in the bay with this pain in my head. You know I came up from the bottom. You have no Flow Rider on Radio 3 and what a night for a Wednesday afternoon. Classical Music Day, going to catch up with Paul Archibald live from Bangkok in about 15 minutes or so. It's different concertos or concerti today. Anyway, hope you enjoy it. It's good. Uh... 